Greetings, listeners. This is Danger, chiming in um, to our episode that's launching a little bit later in the day than we normally like it to. Um, This is an episode that Ellie and I recorded with Kat Duncan, uh, and we are really excited to bring this to you, even if it is a few hours late for those that are uh, regularly listening. Uh, This is only Danger because we are still uh, bundled up from moving. But on top of that, we have all of our gear packed up still because of our live episode that we are recording. Um, we are recording live tomorrow. So uh, the episode won't be live streaming, but it will be available on that Sunday. Uh, so, so this next Sunday, um, it, will be, it will be the episode of the week. So uh, without any much further ado, three, two, one go yep are you recording yep wait are you sure oh. i yep. just said wait that's yep. okay we wait. heard that because you're we're recording i can hear my earrings can i take them out <laughs> sure yes okay do you Pause. want me to hold your wine and we're back <clears throat> hello josh hello ellie hello cat hello ellie hi. hello josh hi cat <laughs> Hi. Uh, we're here chatting today with Kat Duncan, mm-hmm. managing partner of Click Talent here in Minneapolis. And Click is a recruitment partner for digital advertising, media, and marketing professionals. Uh, I first came to know your company through Mary Lou. I'm not going to try to say her last name because I'm going to screw it up. Wicklash. Wicklash. That's how I That's usually like super say it. cool. Actually, it's like think about Wicklash. wicking. You're wicking it off. And then lashing it. I like mm. it. Wick. That's kind of tough. That's Mary super Lou, cool. Wick lash. Wick lash. But yep. we're speaking today. Not with to Kat Mary Lou. Duncan. Ma- not to Mary Lou Wick lash. Yes. No. We're going to say Wick lash as many times as we can. No. Anyway, it's cool. I met Mary Lou first. She um, sh- she sent me an email on LinkedIn because she was trying to convince me to get a new job which I did not want to do at all, but she had um, a really compelling approach. And so we went and had whiskey instead and we became friends and stayed friends. And it's great because she's great. Um, But I know that you and Mary Lou don't see yourselves as, as typical, the typical recruiters that we get a ton of LinkedIn emails from and just delete. So can you talk about how Click is different? What differentiates you? Yeah, I would love to talk about why Click is different. So I started Click Talent. Um, it's been about five years mm-hmm. ago, but I've been recruiting for ten. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take you back a little bit and just give you a little bit of my history to tell you why I do it differently. Okay. So I used to. Well, let's just go back to I went to art school. So I went to MCAD <laughs> back in the <clears throat> early '90s because I'm not old. No, <laughs> not old. Thank no. you. And I really wanted to be a designer. I thought I'd be great at it. Mm-hmm. And and so I have my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in visual communications. So apparently oh. I can communicate visually, which as it turns out, I can't. I'm not <laughs> I'm not very good at it. What I learned very quickly when I had my first junior art director position was that um Whenever my peers would see a software upgrade to the Adobe Creative Suite, Mm -hmm. they would be cheering and talking about the capabilities and what they can do with it. Mm -hmm. And I'd be rocking in a corner (laughs) wanting to like figure out how how can I do this with a barrel marker and a tech pen. (laughs) And so 
I said, I'm not good at this. And I had a great mentor at the time that came to me and said, I think you'd make a better account executive. And I went, mm. oh, thank you. That's awesome. What is that? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was, but I thought if I can liaise between creative and clients, I think I could be good at that. Mm-hmm. And so I grew my career on the account side and then evolved into business development, which is where I really hit my stride. And not a lot of people are good at biz dev. It's a really hard job mm-hmm. and... Um, harder for some than others. For me, it was kind of easy, and I couldn't get how easy it was uh, because I just understand business objectives and find a solution and give a solution, and isn't that just the way it should be all the time? So when I got asked to recruit 10 years ago, and I'm sorry, the story might go a little long, but Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I got asked to recruit by what I now very affectionately call the evil empire that is Robert Half (laughs) International. Um, And they they actually taught me a lot, and I, I have... Not bad things to say, but I will still refer to them from here on out as the evil empire. They asked me to recruit, and I said, I don't know what you're asking of me. I don't. I, I thought I was applying for this group account director job at MRM, and I don't know what you're asking of me to do. And mm-hmm. they said, well, we love your background. You, you have a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree from Minneapolis College of Art and Design, and you were a designer, and you were a project manager, and you were an account executive, and you've been in biz dev, you've worked in direct marketing firms and loyalty marketing firms and brand agencies, and you'd be great at recruiting for this industry. And I went, yeah, I, I, I'm not in, I'm so not in HR. That's not going to work <laughs> out. Like, I am I swear far too much to be in HR. <laughs> oh, and, I don't know. That's I, They swear the most. Maybe. I think sometimes they do, that, mm-hmm. now that I've learned. And they said, well, this is not an HR job. This is different. And so after I'd been pursued for a bit, I went to my um, professional mentor. And I had a few throughout my career. But the kind of last one that I had uh, 10 years ago had a technology company mm-hmm. and um, totally completely different from the world of advertising. Custom ERP, Oracle partner, and he sold it for millions of dollars and has the prettiest condo I've ever seen in downtown in Minneapolis. <laughs> so I went to him and I said, okay, what do you think about this? I'm getting asked to do this, being pursued. And he said, Cat? No, he didn't say Cat. He said Catherine. He mm. used my full name. So very serious. Oh. Very serious. Catherine, I wouldn't wish recruitment on my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> You should do it, though. (laughs) You'd be good at it. I think you'd be great at it. I think you should do this job. And so I thought, okay, well, I trust this guy. He thinks I can make some money. And I like money. And so I said, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I thought, if it doesn't work out, I'll place myself. I'll place myself into my dream job because I'm not just working at an ad agency. I'm working with All of them. Right. Sure. You'll just figure out where you should be. Right. That's a good idea. And at some point, one of them's going to need a director of biz dev, and I'm going to raise my hand and slide my resume under the table and say, I'm good at that. I could do that for you. Right. And Did a a little part of you ask if you were your mentor's worst, worst enemy? (sighs) Um. Well, you know, we broke up shortly after that and um, haven't spoken. No, <laughs> no, he gave me good advice. That's great. He gave me good advice because he, while we were close in age, had far more business experience than I. And so I, I trusted I trusted his advice. And if he thought that I might be good at something, I wanted to take that to heart mm-hmm. sure. and, and give it a shot. And so I thought, 
worst case scenario is I'll place myself. Yeah. And the best case scenario happened. I I started the job and within the first 30 days, I realized as an extrovert, which is me, I get to network for a living every single day. So um, when I started recruiting for the Evil Empire, I, I did not discount 60 years of recruiting uh, prowess. They, they were a Fortune 500 company on five continents. Yeah. They're very smart people, but I took their recipe and I changed it a little bit. I added some sugar and I, I maybe gave it a little lemon juice and some salt and I did a little... That sounds like a margarita. Right? Yeah. I drank a lot during that time period because what I learned was what I want to do is I wanted to approach recruitment very much in the same way that I recruited business development, Mm -hmm. which is how Mary Lou and I at Click recruit a little bit differently, which was your original question. So long answer to your original question is why are we different? Um, We call ourselves relationship recruiters because we're not going to reach out to you when we need to fill a job. We've got jobs to fill every day. Mm But if I reach out to you on the day that we need to fill a job, what are the odds that you're ready to leave your job and you're excited about the one that we have in hand? Um, right. Probably not. Ellie, you weren't. I wasn't. But now we know you really well. Right. And I know you still love your job, Ellie, but there's going to come a day where it might be time to explore something new. Nope. When Google comes knocking. <laughs> My boss is listening. <laughs> never. I'm never right. leaving. Mark, she's never leaving. <laughs> AJ, she's not going to leave. I'm just saying, there might be a day, but what we want to know is we want to know the very best of the community, and we want to have a relationship with them mm-hmm. over time so that when that dream job does fall out of the sky... Mm-hmm. onto our desk, which Ellie already has. So she's unrecruitable. But I've brought you like five people because now I know you really well too. Correct. So I brought I bring people to us and saying that these people might be, they mm-hmm. might be open to mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And so our goal isn't to help people get jobs. And I think that that's a big misconception about recruitment is that you only want to work with a recruiter when you want a job or need a job or have to get a job. But really, at the end of the day, what are the odds that that recruiter has your dream job on their desk at that moment that you need one? Seems really right. slim. Really slim to none. I wouldn't put Vegas money on it. Mm-mm. So at the end of the day, you would like to have a relationship throughout your career with a recruiter that gives a shit. Can I swear on your podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. We swear a yeah, lot. Feel free. Yeah, okay. please do. You want someone that gives a shit, someone that you can call up and say, hey, I just got offered a job, but I don't know if I'm getting the right comp for this opportunity. Can you help me negotiate my compensation? Oh, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know this hiring manager well. Do you? And we might. Mm-hmm. And we can help you navigate some of that because mm-hmm. our goal isn't to place you today. Our goal is to know you well enough that someday your dream job might land on our desk and we can call you without cold calling you mm-hmm. and hitting you up and saying, hey, Josh, I've got your dream job on my desk today. And it's like, Josh is going to look at me and, and look at that email and, and that LinkedIn it. message. Well, he's going to say, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. You don't know what I do. Mm-hmm. You really don't. You looked up a keyword you don't know me and you don't know what I cost and and that's a contract gig and I'm 
full-time employed and very much like Ellie. She loves her job. Josh, do you love your job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does Josh. <laughs> yeah, my boss listens to this, too. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I really do. Hey, um, shout out, Code 42. <laughs> Woo! Uh, no, I, I So that's how kidding. we do it a little bit differently. So we, we want to develop relationships with people, not when we need to fill a job, but right. well before we ever have that job that might be appropriate. So when we reach out to you, we're reaching out. When I say I want a cup of coffee with you, it's legitimate. I don't have a job for you right now. I just want to know you. Like, I actually want to have a cup of coffee. That's I, awesome. I give a shit. So does Mary Lou. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so I, um, I have a recruitment horror story mm. in that I keep getting robocalled mm-hmm. by a recruiter looking to fill a registered nurse position. <laughs> Really? I'm, they obviously I'm know you really yeah, well. I know, right? I love like, that. So that's like the opposite of what you guys do, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. No, I and don't I, do anything auto. But, you know, we're also, we're niche. You know, we focus mm-hmm. very closely on mm-hmm. on marketers in interactive and digital. We focus very closely um, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul community. Cool. And so at some point, if I choose to scale, click. Mm-hmm. I could, but I don't want to get on planes. And I believe in a one-on-one relationship. I believe it looking mm-hmm. at my candidate, knowing my client, and not cold calling my candidate and seeing my client once a quarter. So mm-hmm. I'd prefer to have what I very lightly call a lifestyle agency mm-hmm. um, that supports my lifestyle and, and Mary Lou's. And, and hopefully we can scale a little bit and have a couple other people join our teams. But at the end of the day... I'm not looking to expand on a national level because that puts me on planes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Been there in my life, you know, in my early 20s, I was on planes a lot mm-hmm. and it was fun and it was great, <laughs> but then it wasn't. Right. Like then I'm flying to like, oh, I'm in Manitowoc. Where, oh, what is that where show? Where even is that? that? No, what was that show? That, um, that murder show? That oh. was that whole... Um, um, yep. Murder, she wrote. Making of a murder. Oh, making a murder. Making, making a, murder. a murder. That that all took place Different in Manitowoc. That all yeah. took place in Manitowoc, and yeah. the, the, oh, I, really? I had clients there. There's an airport there. No, I flew into oh. Green Bay. Oh, gotcha. Sometimes I just drove. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's really like you need to fly. Five hours. Yeah. Sub Manitowoc. Hey, Manitowoc, Appleton, Green Bay, go pack. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, when is the very best time for a person to be looking for their dream job? Because it's not when you're already miserable, right? Oh, God, no. That's way too late. Um, I think the, the very best time to engage with someone that can help you with your career in any way, shape, or form is before you graduate from college. Mm-hmm. And if you, haven't, if you didn't do it then... If, if you didn't do it then, that's okay. And then after college, and then and then after you've been in the business for five years, or maybe 10, or maybe 15, or maybe 20, the worst time to engage with someone that's going to help you with your career is when you, when you financially have to have a job. Oh, yep. That's the worst time to reach out to get help, because now you're in dire straits, and now it's not about what you want. Mm-hmm. And it's not about where your skills are going to be best valued. It's going to be, I need a paycheck because mm-hmm. I'm going to lose my home. Don't get there. Right. So engage with people and network. So one of the things that 
Ellie, we talked about was what I like to talk about with people is how to target your networks. Yeah. How do you do it? Okay. Let's talk about it right now. <laughs> you want to talk about it right now? I do. We don't need a, okay. a proprietary algorithm or anything. Just maybe some tips? Something? There's a proprietary algorithm. It's going to take about three and a half hours. Are you ready? Okay. No. Yes. no. Rough diagrams, This right? is a 30-minute podcast. It's quick. So when it comes to targeting your network, one of the things that I think all of us humans make, and it doesn't matter what industry we're in, and I, I don't know the demographic necessarily of your audience and who listens to you guys, but I would imagine there are people in the similar field that we're all in together. Mm-hmm. Um, but the premise that I'm about to speak about is really relevant for any industry, mm-hmm. at any role, at any stage of your life. What we like to think about is, what do we want to do? And then we think about, how do we brand ourselves? And I hear that a lot. If we brand Mm -hmm. ourselves, if we build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. wrong. You can brand yourself until the day is long, and that doesn't make you necessarily that much more attractive or hireable than the next person. Mm -hmm. So I I really, um, I, I cringe when I hear the brand yourself rules. Um, What I really like to think about is it's not about what you want to do in branding yourself and someone will hire you because you branded yourself well. It's really about where do you want to work? We're really, really bad at thinking about where we want to work. But at the end of the day, where do we spend eight to 12 hours, five days a week? At work. I'm going to guess at work. Raise, raise your hand. Ellie, at gold at, star. At work. <laughs> Super gold star. <laughs> Ellie, Josh, gold stars. We spend a lot of time there. And we don't date long enough before we get married when we decide to commit to our full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So we don't think about where. We think about what do I want to do. I want to be a writer, and so I want to write. And I don't care where I write. I just want to be able to write. Well, that's not true. That's BS. Mm-hmm. Because if you're writing for something you don't care about, you're bored. Mm -hmm. Or I want to be a digital strategist and the product that I am promoting from that perspective is irrelevant to me. I just want to be able to create strong and good strategy. But again, that's not true. So what we want to think about is where. And what we don't do often is think where. What we do do is look at what are the open jobs right now in digital strategy? Right. What's open? Right. So then what we do and what we're told to do and what we've been taught to do all of our lives is rewrite our resumes to shrink us down into this little box to fit that job description that we saw online that kind of fits what maybe we could do next. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not a culture fit. And I'm going to tell you one thing that the evil empire did teach me many, many years ago was that culture fit is 90% of the equation. People that like you will hire you. People that care about you Mm -hmm. and find value in your skills. Mm -hmm. You can't be stupid, but people that like you will hire you over someone that might be more qualified. Because you're a culture fit. Mm -hmm. And that is far more important than anything else. So if we think about where we want to work and why we want to work there, we have a much better leg up. 
So some of the things that Click teaches people when they are on a job hunt is let's not worry about what opportunities are available right now. We're really lucky to be in 2016. The recession has ended. We are at a negative unemployment rate when it comes to digital marketing. Mm. So negative unemployment means there are more people available, or excuse me, backwards, more jobs available than people available to do those jobs. Oh, yeah. I can I can vouch for that. Absolutely. It you, totally feels like that. <laughs> yeah, you work in a place where people, you know, they're not sitting um, on the sidelines no. without a job applying to your jobs. Nope. They're not. They're working already. Mm-hmm. You have to woo them in. You mm-hmm. have to, like, convince them that where you work is better <laughs> than where they currently work and that they're going to have a better opportunity, a better commute, a better opportunity for growth, and a better income. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in that order. Income comes down last very often. Anyway, you want to look for where. Mm -hmm. And so my rule of thumb is you can't just Google all of the companies that are in the United States of America and start defining that list. I wish (laughs) that were a Google search, but it's not. It's a really rough search. Mm -hmm. So we have some tips and tactics. Um, I really like the resource of the... Twin Cities Business Journal, Book of Lists. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm. It's a great resource. Um, annually, it comes out. The Book of Lists will give you an opportunity to do a quick flip through with those great um, uh, props. Shout out to 3M, red posty flags. Oh, yep. Love those things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mine are pink, but... Pink? I know what you mean. Green, yellow, yep. Yep. red, but they're all made by 3M and local... Tiny little local company, if you've never yeah, heard of them. small. <laughs> They're little. Um, but do a quick flip. And what you're going to see is hmm, top 25 women-owned companies. That might be of interest to you. Maybe not for Josh. Maybe for Ellie. Maybe it is for Josh, too. Top 25 best places to work. Who wouldn't want to work at a best places to work? Top 50 (laughs) privately held companies. Maybe you want to work in a large complex company because you're looking to get a large company experience. Mm. Let's look at the top 100 publicly traded companies in the state of Minnesota. There's a list. Mm -hmm. Let's look at um, top 25 durable goods companies. Yan, I don't know. I don't care about durable goods. Or maybe I do because it's furniture and I love to buy furniture. Mm -hmm. It's it, it really is about what your, your, what your gut and your heart says. Mm-hmm. And you look at those pages and you tag them. It's a great resource. Mm-hmm. And then you can refine and go back through your lists and say, okay, what I have found in the book of lists is a couple of things. Companies that I forgot were headquartered here. Mm-hmm. Like wow. Liam. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knew? Like Target? I had no idea. Headquartered right here. But companies like, who knew Illume Candles was headquartered here? You know, uh, who knew that uh, Holiday Stations? I mean, that's a unique little market. Who knew? Right. Headquartered here. Companies you forget might be in the state of Minnesota. And you're going to find that if you tag those pages, companies that show up on more than one of your pages. This is a best place to work. It's a woman-owned. It's a retail company. And it is one of the top 50 fastest growing, and I think that might be at the top of my list of a company I want to work for, mm-hmm. right? So our goal with what Mary Lou and I call the 3105 mm-hmm. is narrow down to 30 very quickly mm-hmm. based on commute, 
based on very tactical things, not research at this point, just com- like commute and interest level. And so jot down a bunch of companies and then narrow down to 30. And from your 30, start prioritizing with some real research because you're going to then go online because we have that. Mm-hmm beautiful research component that I did not have when I was in college, which is called the internet, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and narrow down and develop your top 10 companies and really only focus on your top five. Who cares if they're hiring? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're exploring. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because you've not waited until you're desperate. Correct. You're not so miserable or you're not laid off, or you're not let go. Right, you're not panicking. And you can do all of this even if you are panicking. Mm -hmm. It's still a Mm -hmm. good exercise. Mm -hmm. Learn about the top five companies you want to pursue. And then we have this really beautiful tool that is so poorly developed, and it's called LinkedIn. And I'm not, I'm a huge fan of LinkedIn, except I think that if I were running LinkedIn, oh, what I would change. Mm -hmm. Like what? what I would, oh, Ellie. Is that another podcast? I think so. I think I could talk about that for an hour. <laughs> what what cat would change on LinkedIn? Because um, I pay for LinkedIn. I pay for a premium LinkedIn, and oh, I still sure. and I still am so disappointed. Um, but then you can go into an advanced LinkedIn, which is not so advanced, and do advanced <laughs> search mm-hmm. searches, which are not so advanced, right. and still determine who works at these companies that I might want to know. Right, and then you go meet them. Now that's a terrifying thing for Minnesotans. Because we're in the Midwest, and right. we're, which I like to call the North. Yeah, it is the North. We're yeah, the North. It's the North. And I'm, I'm down with that. North Coast? Very much so, North Coast. We have more coastline than California and Hawaii put together. That's true. We do. In this state. So mm-hmm. it, it is the North Coast. It's beautiful. Wouldn't it be the North Coasts? Multiple North Coasts. I like that. Mm-hmm. Still more coastline mm-hmm. than Hawaii and California combined. Wow. No, we rock. Minnesota rocks. (laughs) But if you look at LinkedIn in the state of Minnesota, job titles of people that you think you might want to meet, you can find them. Now, don't use LinkedIn to link with people that you've never met. I hate that because you're just (laughs) going to muddy their network and you're going to muddy your network and you're going to link with people and they're going to accept it. And then you never meet. And then it's just now you've got a very ineffective network. But what you can do is you can find out who they are, and because you're smart enough, and I know you're smart enough, you can figure out what their work email is, and you can ask them for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Do not ask them for a job. Don't send your resume. Don't ever use the words informational interview. That's just a killer. What's wrong with informational interview? You you hate hearing that. I do them all the time. Yeah, I know. But mm-hmm. maybe that's why I don't know what else to it, call it. No, I don't mind it. I don't... I, I, let me tell you what's wrong with that, Ellie. Yeah, please do. You have the opportunity when somebody asks you for an informational interview to say, we're not hiring right now, thank you, and that's a no. <laughs> oh, I got you. And then now it's a no. I don't ever say no. No, because Maybe you're... I shouldn't say that online. Because you're a great professional that wants to actually... <laughs> yeah. professional human. You're just nice. You're a professional human that wants to cultivate the next generation of advertisers. Mm-hmm. So when they ask you, can I meet with you for coffee and bring you your favorite flavor... You're going to say yes, because you know what? That's a cream of the crop. That's someone special. It was terrifying for them to send that email to me, LA Radar, Mm -hmm. because I'm in a senior role at a coveted agency that everyone wants to work at. It's terrifying for somebody to send you that email. It's scary. Mm -hmm. So those that do, pay attention to that email, because that's someone that cares. 
They care about their career. They know about your agency. They understand. They know where they want to work and why. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you about my favorite informational interview ever. Talk. Okay. So he reached out and he sent me the email. He had, you know, figured out who I was. He figured out my email, uh, reached out and said, can I get 20 minutes of your time to do an informational interview? He said it and I was okay with it. And uh, came down, we met for coffee right next door to my office. He kept a timer set to 20 minutes sitting right there. And he totally, that was one of the reasons that I went in the first place. Because I said, I can do 20 minutes, you know. A lot of people ask for 30 minutes or an hour. Or they just say, can we have coffee? Which is really open-ended and like Random. way too open-ended. He said 20 minutes and timed it. And he came... I just, I didn't, I don't prepare for informational interviews. I don't have to. I, right. I, it, this is not my, like, I don't need to know anything. I'm giving information. So he came with a written down list of questions. He ran through them. He made eye contact with me. He, at 19 minutes, went, I, that's all I have time for today. I want you to, I want to respect your time. So thank you very much for mm -hmm. meeting with me. And then he followed up in an email. And it was awesome. It was perfect. That's the best scenario. Yeah. So I, I... That was the only one that's ever been like that. I teach, I teach students. I have been speaking at the Student Dad Summit for the Advertising Federation for seven years. Mm -hmm. And I teach them, ask for 20. Yeah. You'll often get more than 20, but only ask for 20. Mm -hmm. Because 20 minutes is not an amount of time that is overwhelming no, for a professional perfect. in their day. And it, it's scary to reach out to mm -hmm. someone that you've that you maybe admire or want a job from. But you have to remember that every single day, these are people that need to hire into their agency or their community or into their company and organization. Sure. And they need to find the best. Mm -hmm. And if they're not paying attention to that, they're not being good managers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you may fall below the fold. It might be hard to get their attention. But reach out and ask for 20 minutes, offer to bring them coffee, and give them three dates and times. And that's one of my roles as well. Mm. Don't just say at your convenience. Because when someone says at my convenience, I'm Never like... Never convenient. It's not. And I'm going to look at my calendar and stare at it blankly and go, <laughs> ah. And, and what Josh just saw was I shut one eye and made a face. <laughs> it was a good face. Thanks. But I'm going to say that if you give me three dates and times... Early morning, lunch hour, or end of day, I'm probably going to sneak you in at one of them because you made it easy for me. Yeah. Sure. I'm open at that slot. I will take you. Yep. Absolutely. Because someone did that for them. Yep. Someone did it for them. Mm -hmm. So this is for maybe people who are just starting their careers, but it's also really important to think about for when you're on a reset or a career mm -hmm. transition. Mm-hmm. Or you want to, you've been somewhere too long and you want to look somewhere else and you've let your networking lag. When you go to a networking event, you're shooting darts in the dark, man. You're just standing there and maybe you talk to some random in the room that takes all of your attention that is also in the same boat that you're in. They're lonely and they don't know who else to talk to. Right. <laughs> and then you've got those clicks that you see at all the networking events. Sure. They all know each other. They've always known each other, and they're super happy to see each other. And how do you break that? And again, especially from a Norwegian-Scandinavian background, it's considered inappropriate to break that, so you don't. Mm -hmm. 
So it's really tough to just show up at a networking event. And I think one of the challenges that I've found over the years is everyone tells you networking is the number one way to get your next job, but no one tells you how to do it. Right. Right. They think it just means going to scary parties. <laughs> and, it, and it's that's the worst way. Yeah. The even worse way, I mean, if we can, I can shout some Forrester stats out there. And one is only 2% of all hires are made through an online resume submission. You're submitting oh, wow. submitting to the black hole of online resume submissions. Mm-hmm. It's a ridiculous way to get hired. Don't even bother. 85% of all hires made are through your network. Mm-hmm. But if your network consists of friends that aren't in your industry or your parents' friends that aren't in your industry or shooting darts in the dark at a networking event randomly, you're going to have some hard times. Right. So my goal is to help you target your network and determine who is it that you want to meet, where do you want to work, meet people that want to work there, and they will become an advocate, Mm -hmm. an influencer, and your coach. Mm Mm-hmm. I have one more question. Two more questions. Okay. One is, uh, what is the worst thing that people are doing out there that they don't even know they're doing? When they're trying to get a new job? Yeah, when they're looking for their dream job or just their next job. Applying online. That's the worst thing? It is the worst thing. Without making any connection? Right, they have no connection. They're just shooting their resume into the um, abyss of black hole of on... Uh, Ellie... Josh, can I give you just two seconds on what an applicant tracking system is and why it works? Yes. Yes. Okay. We all hate applicant tracking systems. So I think all of us, maybe listening to your podcast, have at one point in time had to fill out an online application. Yes. Probably through a company called Taleo. Oh, I know about Taleo. Uh-huh. Everybody hates it. It sucks, right? <laughs> it's got a, the worst user experience for the candidate ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now owned by Oracle. But I will tell you that Taleo is one of the single best user experiences for the internal recruiter. Oh. We don't care as your internal recruiter about who's applying online because We're not getting our candidate that way. Mm -hmm. We're not looking at the people that are applying blindly Mm -hmm. to our Taleo system. Taleo and applicant tracking systems, or ATS, they're built for the internal recruiter that says, I found you. Mm -hmm. I like you. Please come apply to my job. Mm. Now apply to this link. And then you go through the system. Now you're in it. And once you're in it, Oh, the plethora of things it does. It (laughs) will take you through multiple tiers of applications. It will fill out your I-9 and W-4 for you. It will fill out all of your onboarding documents once you get hired. It will actually generate your offer letter. It will take you through all the way to maybe the university at that company, um, the learning Capabilities that you're in their mm. system. It's very much like a an enterprise like wide employees. Correct. Yep. So applying blankly and blindly to an ATS, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. We don't like it. We hate <laughs> it. And are you getting seen? Mm, yeah, maybe. You're in a C. Probably of, not. No, you're in a C. I am a person who, in my job, has to scan resumes that come in, and it's really like there's no context. It's but all. It's you don't all, have an ATS. It's all the same. Yeah. What do you mean? You don't have an applicant tracking system. 
I guess I don't know the difference between that and we use, we have a system, we have an online application system mm -hmm. and we get a pile. It's just a list and it's by job. A little different. Okay. Than some of the bigger ones. But I think some of the ones that, that people hate are the big ones. Like the ones when you apply to a, a, a Fortune 100 company. Yeah. And that's usually Taleo because they have 85% market share of the Fortune 100. It's an yeah. enterprise. It's the sales force of yeah. online applications. Very much. So it's not built for the candidate. It's not built for you. It's built for the, in, for them. For the inside. So like the upgrades... The continual upgrading and the updates and the user interface and, and the user experience is built for the can for the recruiter. Mm -hmm. It's not built for the candidate ever. Right. No, it probably should be at some point in time, but that's just really not that relevant because only 2% of hires are all made through you just applying online. Right. It, that's not how it's done. It's really made through employee referral, your network, your hiring manager recruiting you, you actually being sought out and brought to, and then they're going to ask you to apply after you're already halfway through the system. And now it's just... <laughs> it's just get in the system. No, it's just get yeah get in the system now so that we can make sure that we can pay you appropriately. Sure. Yeah. That's what they're built for. Mm -hmm. But that's a huge fallacy. So that's the number one mistake. Cool. That people think that I can just apply for a job and they never hear ever anything back. Ever. It's a black hole. It's a black hole. You need to know somebody at that company. Mm -hmm. Meet them. Yep. Build a coach. Get an advocate. Find an influencer. Yep. Find somebody that likes you. Mm -hmm. That said, this person raised their hand mm -hmm. and I want them on our team because I think they're going to be good. That's how I got my dream job. It's how we all got our dream jobs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most of us listening to this podcast. Job? That is how you got your dream that job. Is, that's how I got this job. Right. We raised our hand. You said this job, not your dream job. I don't know if I I don't I like my job a lot. <laughs> your manager's listening. Yeah. I mean I'm pretty sure he knows it's not like I don't wake up every day and go. Man, I can't wait to sift through some code. Can't wait to get after those tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Josh, but, I mean, Josh, you, know. you and I, we, we should talk offline. Yeah. <laughs> I might have a so she knows coffee you now. or something. She knows you now. <laughs> we should have coffee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, here's my, next, my uh, next question. And my last question is, you get to choose a question from the random questions jar. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is a randoms question jar, people. Um, I'm not looking. I shut my Randomizer. eyes. I'm going to put... Uh, my drink down. Do you want me to hold it? Yes. Thanks, because that was not, my thighs weren't working there. <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> I Remember, a, this is not TV. I took a still kicking bar class yesterday oh. with Nora and, so your legs and are team. Sore. So your legs are sore? Was it a legs day? Uh, the, well, have you taken a bar class? The backs of my legs are no. shaking. They're still shaking. <laughs> I've never done that. Okay. There's three questions on this. I think it's a two-sided. Oh, here we go. It, oh, I saw it. If you could have any person, real or fictitious, alive or historical, who would I choose for close personal friend daily, one-time dinner guest, lover? Is this a three-parter? Whatever that means. I can answer all three. Good. Yeah. Do. Is that the goal? I think you should. Okay. So uh, close personal friend daily. It's a toss-up between Bill Murray and Jimmy Stewart. Mm -hmm. Or not Jimmy Stewart, Bill Murray and um, 
uh, John Stewart. Jo- oh, there's Excuse a me. really big difference between yeah. Jimmy and John. Huge, huge. <laughs> but like Bill Murray, because I just want to go get drunk with him, and right. John Stewart because he's so smart, and I think he'd make me laugh all day long. So maybe mm-hmm. one's like a nine to five, like business hours, and one's more of a happy hour. No, that's so funny because I like day drinking better than evening drinking. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah. like if I drink at night, then I'm hungover in the morning. <laughs> oh, but see, you just if you get do that out day of drinking, then you're hungover while you're still awake. Oh, that doesn't happen. And that to me. sucks. Oh, does that happen to you, Ellie? Uh huh. And I'm like, why am I hungover? I'm still awake. What a bummer. It sucks. Yeah, that's too bad. Yep. For you. Okay. Um, one time dinner guest. I had one in mind. Just the other day, I was thinking about this. Really? I was. I was in my car. So you're psychic? No, it's a pretty common question. Is it? I've never asked myself that. <laughs> It's like, who, if you could have dinner with only one person, dead or alive, who would it be? I, mm. One time dinner guest. Yeah, I don't know if I would have that. Because like, if they were a good dinner guest, I'd want to have dinner with them more. No, you know what? One time dinner guest, and if I could actually have a one-on-one, just me and. So I don't want to mm-hmm. be at a table with it's a bunch a of other party. people. Not a party, just me. Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, that's a mm. good one. And lover, this is like not even a, that's super easy for me. It's James Spader, hands down. Always, oh, really? always has been, always okay. will be James Spader. What decade? Uh, sex, lies, and videotape, 1988, mm-hmm. 89. Okay, good yeah. answer. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Hands, I mean, just the other night I was thinking about that. Oh, TMI. <laughs> TMI. And that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so after we go off the air... From our radio show, uh, you get to write a question, put it in the jar. Oh. Mm-hmm. So be thinking. That's how it goes. We'll okay. give you some more wine so you can think. I think I might need that to okay. get a good question going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks right. for talking to us. Thank you, Ellie and Josh. You guys are super fun. Thank you so much. Good no questions. You. Okay. No, you. No, you. Shut up. Get us out of here. Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter, at ProHumans on our Facebook page, ProHumans Podcast, on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash prohumans, or go the easy route and log on to prohumans.com where you can find all that stuff and more. This is Danger wishing you a professional week. <laughs>